0: Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast. This is episode number seven. I am your host, Tony Ortiz. Uh, This intro is going to be pretty short uh, because I have a long, uh, fairly long episode for you guys today. And to break from the the monotony of the short stories and free writing and uh, the whole writing theme of the podcast, I... uh, have a treat for you guys today. I know for some of you that are tired of the shitty writing, uh, me just breaking away from that for a bit is treat enough, but uh, there is more. Um, today I had the first guest of the Spon Today podcast, which is my older brother David, and I had the idea uh, for this a while ago. Um, I would say maybe like a month and a half ago or so it is part, uh, part one of a two part podcast. And this first part is, was recorded already. It was pre-recorded, um, prior to my brother having his first child. My beautiful niece, Emma was born on October 27th and we recorded this podcast, uh, probably a, a week or two before that. Um, pretty much what I wanted to do with um, this episode and the one that's going to follow this one is to just have like a pre-conversation of what it's like for him, what he's going through, uh, what he's anticipating, um, You know, how he feels about uh, becoming a father and stuff like that. And, you know, we recorded it again um, prior to the baby being born. And that's going to wrap up this episode. And then the the next episode that you'll hear two weeks after this one is uh, another podcast that is already recorded. And we pretty much speak about the aftermath of baby Emma. And what it's like on that side of parenthood. I thought it would be pretty cool to compare and contrast uh, you know both sides of this life changing experience that he's going through and would be interesting to to put out there you know maybe somebody going through a similar situation or about to go through a similar situation uh, can gain something from it and um it was just cool to sit down with him and uh shoot the shit about this experience and You know, we wound up speaking about our childhood and stuff like that. And it was pretty cool. It was a good time. Let me know what you guys think after you take a listen. Uh, Also, uh, before we get started with that, uh, check out the new Facebook page, uh, uh, facebookcom slash Today. I switched it, I figured out how to switch it from a a regular profile page that you would have for your personal self to. what do they call it, uh, A busi- uh, not a business page, a fan page, a Facebook fan page, uh, so you guys can check that out, facebook.com forward slash spun today. Also on the website, spuntoday.com on the contact uh, tab, which is on the upper right-hand corner of the page, you'll see the, the link for the contact slash donate page. You can click on that. At the bottom, there is an option to sign up to the new Spun Today newsletter. Uh, I definitely promise not to bombard anyone with um, spam or anything like that. Uh, It's pretty much just going to be a a heads-up email for whenever new content is posted. You know, new podcast episodes, uh, new short stories, you know, stuff like that. And, of course, you can unsubscribe at any time if you do find it annoying for whatever reason. And, um... As always, follow me on Twitter, at Spuntoday, and also on Instagram, at Spuntoday, and check out the created.com forward slash Spuntoday page if you're interested in any prints of any of the photography on the spuntoday.com forward slash photography website. And now without further ado, here is my conversation with my older brother, David Ortiz, not to be confused with the Boston Red Sox baseball player. About uh, becoming a father and what he's anticipating prior to the birth of his child. Enjoy.
1: Make it shows the meter? Yes. Yes, I see it does. That's decent. For a free app. Is it recording now already? Yeah. Oh shit. Alright, so. I should have wrote questions. (laughs) I told you. That would have been a good idea to write questions. But right now I'm talking, like, I feel like there's a third person in the room. Like, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to an audience. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, alright,
0: so basically, you're my brother. You've been blessed with my presence for about 30 years now. You just mix facts and opinions. Yeah. (laughs) And you are about to have a kid. Your own kid, your first first child. And this is pretty much a just like where you're at, your mind state, where you're thinking, where you're anticipating, you know. uh, Ideas, plans, thoughts for the future. With your daughter, soon to be daughter.
1: That's cool. You sound like my girlfriend. (laughs)
0: That's pretty much it.
1: Actually, I have a question for you to start it off. What? What was your initial thought when I told you that I was going to have a kid? It was... It was definitely positive. And...
0: But it was, it was like, it was positive <clears throat> and cool, but also, like, in a... It was positive and cool in itself, but it was also like in a in a more selfish, like yes, he's gonna go first kind of way. Wow, <laughs>
1: that is messed
0: up. No, that's not bad. That's just no. Actually, no. You I being th- the older brother, like it's like I don't know. It, it made it made sense. It made sense. Kind, of. you know what I mean? Not that it has to go in that order, but it was just.
1: I mean, for years we've always sort of like debated about who was gonna go first. Yeah. But, I mean, it it didn't make sense. You had the girlfriend for five years, right? And I didn't have a girlfriend.
0: Chronologically, it made sense. But just not... Not... Logically, when you factor that type of stuff in. There you go. But, like...
1: Forget fucked outside
0: On the outside...
1: Right. Like, it it makes sense. Like, from... Yeah. Other people's perspectives. Yeah. Outside looking in. It's definitely...
0: Exciting. Like, I'm, like, more excited now than I was before. I'd be, like, it was it was more, like, like, unbelievable before. Like, it was more kind of like, really, is this really, like, happening kind of thing. But now it's, like, getting closer to it. So it's like, oh, shit, I'm going to be an uncle and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's exciting. So I can imagine for you, that obviously has to be, like, a thousand-fold increase
1: I wouldn't put it that way. All
0: all mixed emotions and shit.
1: I would say I feel about the same. (laughs) At first I was, um, you know, surprised and shocked. And now it's like definitely a reality. And I'm much more excited. And, you know, the year has gone by pretty, pretty quickly. Well, actually, you know what? I lost notion of time this year.
0: That makes sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like, all right. Janet, who's my girlfriend, is pregnant, and that's it. Time stopped from then on, and now we're waiting for the baby to to come out. So, you know, March, April, May, June pass by, Uh, birthdays, holidays have passed by, and it all just feels like pregnancy. (laughs) There's, you know, I have conversations with people, and they're telling me about their lives, and, you know... You know, you're telling me about what's going on with you, and at the end of every sentence, I'm just thinking about pregnancy, you know? Like, it's pretty consuming. It's in the forefront of of your mind, always. Yeah, it's definitely consuming. I know that because, like, like I have a, a good friend of mine, we talk all the time, and, you know... Somehow or other, our conversation always turns into my life and the pregnancy, you know, so it's, it's, a, and she always cuts me off there. It's like, oh, I got to go <laughs> because I talk about it so much. You know, it's very consuming. All
0: our conversations turn into that too. So yeah.
1: She's
0: getting kind of pregnant.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty single minded, I guess. that
0: Not that. It's just, you just focus on that. It's like a life altering, changing experience. Anybody in that position. It is. That I've spoken to is react like the same way. Like I have co-workers that have recently had kids like a year ago, a few months ago. One of them that actually uh, um, got his wife pregnant again. He, he just told me yesterday actually. Mm-hmm. Then I, like I was telling him about, about you that you're about to have a kid. And and he was like, damn, I definitely know how that feels and stuff like that. Because he like, literally like less than a year ago had had his kid. Mm-hmm. And now his wife is pregnant again. Oh, so he's my like, are you going through the same thing again?
1: Ghetto twins.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And for those listening, you're expecting a baby girl, Emma. Named Emma. She should be about
1: seven pounds right now. Yeah. Last time, last weigh in was like 6.7? 6.10 ounces. So, and six that ten. was uh, last week, which is what? Like maybe like on the 13th, I think. Janet had a doctor's appointment. Okay. Let me just fact check that because, uh, you know, this is going to air. Yes, on the 13th. And your daughter might hear it one day? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'll probably be totally different from today. You know, from when she's hearing this podcast, which is today. Mm -hmm. And then, like, let's say, you know, 10, 20 years from now, if she ever does listen to this podcast, I'd probably be a totally different man by then.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Totally defeated by life and my (laughs) teenage daughter who has, you know. Broken but, my heart over and over again. Who better not be dating? Yes, she better not be dating. She should be. She well, better not know what a two-piece
0: bikini feels like. She should be well, well, into the the nunnery
1: or the nun school by now. I I wouldn't want her to go that far. I just want her to learn like six languages, because you know, <laughs> if, a person who knows six languages has no time for bullshit <laughs> you know like they're busy reading books and you know updating their vocabulary and growing they're busy with bullshit in different languages yes exactly i'd rather her be busy with that kind of bullshit i don't really want her being nun. i mean i want her to have a kid and you know experience the full life cycle
0: yeah
1: i don't want her to be that selfless But yeah, um, no, this totally changes you. I was thinking today, like, how we're gonna start the, the podcast. And the only thing I could think of was like the day that I found out that Janet was pregnant. And um yeah, that day was uh was a pretty strange day, man. How'd you feel when well how how did you hear about it? Well And then how'd you feel after? <laughs> Alright, so let me lead you up to that day, right? It was I found out Jenna was pregnant, like, at the end of February. Uh, But, however, um, you know, before she got pregnant, we were always arguing. And now, looking back, we were basically arguing about me being emotionally immature. You know, that was the big... That was our big argument, always. That was our probably only argument. I mean, we never... we, We still don't really argue about anything... You know, now that we're together. It's so a, that, that's a good thing. It's yeah. Yeah, that's that's a positive. But our, our big our biggest argument was always that. Was basically, you know, me being emotionally mature. So, you know, we had one of those arguments. Uh, followed by and you're the father of my child.
0: Yeah, basically <laughs> that's how it went.
1: I mean it was I mean we were arguing about something so stupid, I think it was like uh, I forgot, it was really stupid. Most arguments. Are yeah, yeah, it was totally stupid. Especially now that there's a kid coming. I mean, it was like extra. It sounds extra stupid now. Uh, it was over a tattoo. Mm-hmm. I. But anyways, the whole point is, I I went I went I hung up the phone with her. You know, the night before she told me she was pregnant, I was like, I am never talking to this woman again.
0: <laughs> and
1: I and I had a plan, and I was like, we've been here before, and you know. When she calls me, when she texts me or she comes over to say hi to me because we work together, that's the other thing, I am going to just put up a wall and I'm going to ignore her and it's going to, I'm going to do that for about a week and then, you know, hopefully a couple of weeks later, we're not, you know, she's going to try to talk to me again and I'm still going to keep up that wall and then eventually she'll leave me, she'll leave me alone. Like that was my big plan, you know? (laughs) And so I I go to sleep. Multi-layered plan. Yeah, that, that was my plan. I, was, I had a plan for the plan, you know, and then um, so all right, so we finish arguing, you know, uh, the night before, you know, I hang up the, uh, I hang up the phone. I go to sleep, and you know, the I guess. Next get, day you go to work. The next day I go to work. I'm having my almond butter sandwich, and nice. all I see is a cell phone being thrown on my desk, and Janet looking down at me saying, be mad now. And as soon as she said that, I knew exactly what it was. And I looked down at her phone, and it's a picture of a pregnancy test. (laughs) Damn. And I am like, oh, she's pregnant. And I am not surprised. And I just look at her, and the first thing I tell her, because she looks like she's about to freaking pass out, and she's nervous, and she looks like she just came from hell. And I was like don't worry this isn't the end of the world that's the only thing I can <laughs> think of <laughs> that's what I told her and she was like I know I know but she looked like really nervous and scared uh should I say her side of the story or the, or I don't know maybe you can... talk to you so the night the night before you know Janet was worried about being pregnant and she had bought a uh uh Pregnancy test, about a week before, and so she she checked the the pregnancy test, and um, when she checks the pregnancy test the week before, it says she's not pregnant. So that night, Janet goes and gets a tattoo. The night the night before I found out she was pregnant. The night before we both found out she was pregnant. Okay. She goes and gets a tattoo. And I'm pissed off at her, because. She didn't tell me she was going to get a tattoo that night. So, you know, she sends me a text telling me, like, oh, I got a tattoo. And so, you know, that's it. I'm I'm mad over over some bullshit. Uh, so she but it doesn't... sounds like
0: something you would speak about.
1: Huh? But it does sound like something you would speak about. What does that mean?
0: The, a tattoo. Like, it sounds like something that would come up. Like, it's not like a... She's... Yeah. I just, she... I just got a burger kind of
1: thing. I have selective hearing. I mean, she had been mentioning it, but I didn't know she was serious about it. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. But she didn't tell me she was getting a tattoo that day. That's and, different then. Right. She had been mentioning it. So it turns Please. out that her and her best friend were going to go to the gym. And, um, you know, her best friend just out of the wind was like, hey, let's go check out tattoos. Today you're getting the tattoo that you always talk about. And so she went to the tattoo place and she's looking around and she gets a tattoo. And so, um, yeah, I didn't know any of that, and I was just like, "Oh, you just got a tattoo out of the blue!" And we were supposed to go on a date, actually. That's what happened. We were supposed to go on a date, and instead, she texted me telling me that she got a tattoo. So I was like, "Wow, you ditched me on a date to go get a tattoo." So, anyways, you know. And that's what sparked like the whole heart yeah, band yeah. And- before, but it wasn't even an argument actually before finding out that she was pregnant. Before finding out that she was pregnant, I mean that's the level of immaturity I was at. But the whole point was, uh, she texted me the ta- the picture of that t- the tattoo, and I was upset. And all I replied was okay, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, she uh, she's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Nothing is wrong. I just said okay." <laughs> she's like, "I know something's wrong." So you being passive aggressive, <laughs> upset, and emotionally immature. Right, basically, which is the story of but
0: my life. In all fairness, I. I'd just get getting technically stood up on a date or something like that would get anybody the guy or girl upset.
1: So Thank I mean, you. Obviously you'd be pissed. Thank you. That means a lot to me. That's something you know I need a guy to come around and say that.
0: Not a guy even a girl a, a girl that says that that's not the case is lying. Because if I if I stood up my girl on a date and you know told her anything told her I went to the store she would be upset, let alone telling her, you know, I went to go get a tattoo. That, that kind of like exacerbates it in the negative for her, in my opinion. Or for whoever is doing the standing up. Standing up in itself is bad. Like that and
1: the fact that whatever you're doing doesn't doesn't right. make it better or worse. Well, I was technically canceled on. But I still felt stood up. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. That, that's a little different then. All right. I mean, I look at that all the same. We I had know. plans, and all of a sudden, you know, the plans didn't come through, and you got a tattoo. That's how I saw it.
0: Yeah. I, was, I could see that, but...
1: But yeah, I guess, I don't know. It's different from if somebody just doesn't show up, and... Oh, no, 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 kind of no. no yeah. that didn't happen. I mean, okay. we were supposed to go out that day, I think it was restaurant week, and she was like, you know, looking at a whole bunch of restaurants and asking me which ones I wanted to go to, and, um... Alright, so it's different. So yeah, she, she, can't, she canceled, and then she went to do something else. Yes, there you go. All right. If but, you want to get detailed, so, yeah, that basically she canceled. She did not stand me up. All right, so she canceled and ended up getting a tattoo. So then um, the tattoo that she got said, love, believe, damn. You should probably know what the tattoo <laughs> says. No, I know it, but I mean, right now it just slipped my mind. That's funny. You'll love you'll Love, again. believe, and faith. Okay. That's what what her what her, her tattoo says, right? Believe it's, or belief. Believe. Love, believe, and it sounds like you should say belief. If it says mm-hmm. faith. Can I just check that one second? You could probably pause this right now because you said that, you know, every ten minutes or something you're gonna pause it? Yeah. Alright. So the tattoo says Love, faith and believe, right? I didn't care what that tattoo said that night. I was just pissed. Uh, and that's it, right? And I was yeah. just like, yeah, I'm pissed off. And I'm never going to talk to Janet again. And this was the argument you had the night before finding out that she was pregnant. Exactly. And she did not She did not stand me up. She canceled the dinner date before because, you know, she was bad at me for being immature. Okay. So that fast forward to she throws the phone at your desk. So she throws the phone at my desk, and I look at the phone, and the first thing I think about is like, alright, let me comfort Janet, and I was like, listen, this isn't the end of the world, <laughs> which is exactly what you say when the end of the world is coming, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell her that, and she's shaking, and she's scared, and she's nervous. It's the end of the world as we know it, just not the end of the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. You be, ba- yeah, we're basically killing ourselves as we know it, and <laughs> we're gonna morph into something else now. Yeah. Um... So anyway, so she told me that, and I had a pit in my stomach that I hadn't felt since I was like, I don't know, since I was like, maybe like 20 years old, and you know, my heart had been broken, Mm -hmm. and I just remember like just having this hole in my stomach, not even my stomach, well yeah, right, right underneath the heart, that's the stomach, not the belly, the stomach you around your gallbladder, if you're speaking anatomy-wise, but well, there, you listen, felt fuck, fucked up. I was pretty fucked up, and I was just like, man, look at this. So you are pregnant. Now, let me rewind the story. So about a month and a half earlier, my, my co-worker says, hey, Dave, you know, I never dream about anybody here in the office, and I had a dream about you. And I had a dream that you were building a nursery in the back of the in the back of the file room. I work in a file room, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I hope you know that dream doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hope it doesn't come true. Yeah, I hope that doesn't mean anything. But thank you for sharing. And mom had been bugging me, saying like, "Oh, you know." Someone told me I'm going to have a grandchild. And, you know, I have a feeling, you know, I'm going to have a grandchild. And I was just like, nope, it's not me. So I'm in denial. You know, I'm just like, these people are all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. And then two weeks later, after my coworker tells me about that dream, this girl who's been working next to me for, you know, the past six years tells me I'm pregnant. And, you know, and I was just like... Congratulations! And she was telling me about her, you know, the days that she was gonna take off, you know, from maternity leave, and you know, she had it all planned out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I'm I'm assuming it wasn't a surprise for her because she had it all planned out, and secretly inside, I'm jumping up and down for joy. Like, yes, like you whatever, know? whatever everybody else was picking up was probably because yeah, of her. This, so yeah because nice she, <laughs> she works right next to me. We for you know for the past for the past six years, eight hours a day. I mean. You know, whatever the universe is sending out, they must have mixed the signals and it's this girl's (laughs) pregnancy. So I'm just like, all right, Janet, let's go out this weekend. Let's continue, you know, having fun and whatever. Uh, But anyways, so January is going on and February is going on. And our relationship is not that great, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's getting sick of me. And I'm worried because I'm just like, wow, she's never been this sick of me. Like, I think I I might lose her. You know, because normally I felt like, you know, alright, we'd argue, but we would we'd always be cool, you know, at the end of the day it'll be an argument and then five minutes later we're joking around and we're okay. But I felt like alright The this gaps is... between the arguments were longer. Yeah, longer. Basically, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't okay at that time. And um and then all of a sudden, uh I'm looking at her around the office and, you know, she comes over every once in a while to visit me and I'm just like staring at her belly. I'm just like, Man, this girl looks pregnant. This is it before she told me. This you? is before she told me. Okay. And, you know, secretly she's been thinking the same thing because I mean she bought a, she even bought a pregnancy test, you know? Man. And, you know, we're both like sort of like ignoring the elephant in the room, but we're both thinking about it. Like, putting off
0: the
1: inevitable. Yeah, yeah, putting... Basically. And so I remember one day, it was really, really cold, and mom was working somewhere in Brooklyn, and, you know, she calls me up. She was at work late, and I'm like, I'll go pick you up, and I'm at, on my way to pick mom up. I'm calling Janet up, and I'm, you know, trying to, like, figure out a way to tell her, like, ah, eh, you know, maybe you start, you should start using, you know, protection, or we should take care of ourselves... She was like, yeah, I've been thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. But it never went more than that, the conversation. But, you know, I said it lightly, but I was, like, really, like, seriously thinking about it. Like, oh, my God, this is important. Like, you know? And it was a good plan in theory, but... It, it was a... Yeah, <laughs> didn't
0: put it into practice.
1: It was an exercise. It was an ambitious exercise in thinking, but I didn't make it... A, yeah, right. It didn't... No. No. She ended up getting pregnant, and so... Yeah, that's how I found out that she was uh, pregnant. And so there's this girl, you know. I always tell myself this, it probably sounds a lot sweeter to me, probably nobody cares, but you know, she's she came, oh, that's by my job. Yeah. So, anyways, um, no, nah, I don't want to say this part, actually. But, you know, she came over to me like scared and um, worried about her pregnancy and then with a tattoo on her back that said love faith and believe (laughs) with a cross on it (laughs) so I always I always like find that kind of like sweet and funny you know yeah so that's it that's how I found out that Janet was pregnant
0: and now from that point on from finding out that your life is gonna change in a drastic way obviously you're about to father a child what has been, like, going through your mind? Like, what are your your thoughts of how, you know, like, parenting is going to be? What are your thoughts of, you know, like, that day, the big day, when the baby comes? And any anything along those lines that you've thought about since that day? Well. Which is, I'm assuming, is, like, a mixed bag of different types of feelings on different days and stuff like that. But <clears throat> generally speaking, like, what is your... As of now, pre-parenthood, what is your outlook on how it's going to be?
1: For me, I think it's mostly fear of the unknown, right? And I counter that fear by saying two things. A, if a 14-year-old girl, single girl, can raise a child, so can I. I mean, I'm (laughs) 35 years old, and, you know, Janet seems like she's going to be a great mother, I mean, how can I screw this up? And not only that, I mean, we have a whole bunch of family that's excited for this baby to come. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's not... That's what I always tell myself. If a 14-year-old girl can do it, so can I. So worst case scenario, if you do screw it up, you're... Yeah, done. I'm worse than a 14-year-old single yeah, mom. A great brother that that is a...
0: Horrible father. Gonna be <laughs> a great uncle that could take care of the kid. Right. <laughs> and the rest of the family, obviously. But I, I he's can't he's take care of it. excited and has your back. Right, exactly. Wait, wait, repeat that again? A, a family that is excited
1: and has your back in terms of, like, the child. Right. Right. And then the other thing is, there's like 7 billion people on the planet, right? It can't be that hard. I mean, come on. I mean, There's 7 billion morons on the planet. You know what I mean? And, you know, it can't be that hard. I mean, if there's so many of us out here, it can't be that hard to raise a kid. So whenever I do get scared, like, I know it'll be all right, you know? Definitely. The The only thing that, what what really intrigues me is actually, you know, when I see grown men and, you know, I don't know if it's because I wasn't sensitive to it in the past, but when I, when they do see that, like, Janet's pregnant or, you know, a conversation comes up about their kids, like, they literally melt. You know, most of the guys that I've met. Because
0: they empathize with it. Like, it's different from... Probably not having a kid or being about to have a kid, it's like yeah. a different. You could sympathize with the person, but you can't really have that connection of knowing what they're talking about.
1: Right, right. And I guess I'm hanging around different guys now because you know when I was single, I'd hang out with single dudes and you know guys who might have had kids, but it didn't really phase them. You know what I mean? So they were out partying. Like- yeah, they were still acting like they were like they were had like they were childless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wasn't getting that. But, you know, I guess now that I'm, like, more laid back and I'm hanging around family men more, like, I literally see them, like, melt when they men- when their kids are, are mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. and how, you know, no matter what they've done in their life, like, that's the single most important thing to them, you know?
0: You know, some, something I'm interested in, in asking you now, and I'll ask you again later, for, for everybody listening, we're going to do, like, a before, a before Emma podcast and after Emma podcast, after she's born. Uh, Down the line. And. But what I want to ask is. Something that I've heard. And I've just always been curious about. And I've asked like like a couple people that have kids. Is. Like obviously everybody you know. Loves their kids. And they'll do anything for their kids. And stuff like that. But. I've heard it described as. And I'm curious if you feel that now. Before having a kid. um, As like a. Like a primal. Like instinctive type of I will literally die for this child like type of feeling like if that like if that's something that really like materializes like after having the child or maybe you might even feel it before or you know if it's you know people probably mean it I'm not saying they don't mean it but just not like a like a visceral type of feeling like it's just like something like oh yeah of course I'll do anything for my child as, you know, any good parent would, but if there's really, like, a like a switch is what I'm interested in of, like, when the child is actually okay. born and, you know, you have that. You could speak to that at that point in
1: time. Or, like, do you well, feel that already? Well, I'm sorry if Emma is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forward, fast forward into the future, but, I mean, I don't think that thought of, like, dying for my child has not crossed my mind. I mean, you know, it's not like we're in The Walking Dead or World War Z <laughs> or anything like that. I mean, there's very limited reasons why I would have to die for my child. I mean, name one. I don't know. Exactly. But it's but more of an my, expression. All right, okay. My my point... All right, fine. The only thing I can say uh, to sort of answer your question is... Ever since Emma's existence... Like, I know... Sorry to you up. I know, like like
0: i know like mom and dad have that feeling like towards us like i could like feel yeah. that from them you know what no, i mean no i
1: i have the same feeling yeah and i think that's why i have the same feeling like i was brought up in a household where i'm pretty sure my parents would die for me you know and and not only that like they'd have my back no matter what like that's never been tested or you know phased or I've never had that doubt, no matter what an asshole teenager I was, or what a bad kid I was, like, I knew, at the end of the day, I'm, you know, around my mom and my dad, I'd be fine, you know? Yeah. Um, the only thing, what I can say, you know, as far as, like, Emma's concerned, I've never met her before, you know? I mean, I saw her when she was just, like, a little tiny sack inside her mother's belly, I saw her on the screen, um but as soon as she's been around all my decisions have been made with her in mind with with her in mind first and Janet and then I think about myself like I have no issues compromising myself or you know I have no issues I have no issues putting myself third and I, I mean I've always been pretty true. selfless I think but it's never been a question of you know what? What's best for me, and then what's best for them, and then let me weigh it out. You know what I mean? It's always been like, all right, what's best for, for this child, and what's best for for Janet, and then you know what's what's going on with me. How do I fit in there? You know, I can't handle everything else. Yeah, that's awesome. so. Huh? That's awesome. That's like, the makings of a good father. That's how I. That's how I feel now. Like that's where I'm at now. And that's without meeting her. So it's kind of, you know, it is kind of, I think, I guess I have the same question that you do. I definitely have the same question. like, all right, what happens after she's born? You know? Yeah. How am I going to feel after that? And because I see it with, with these guys, you know, that I ask questions about their families and like, I've seen grown men tear up and you know, they don't mind getting soft and you know, like that instinctual. Being vulnerable. Yeah. And, and. Instinctly being vulnerable, like, yeah, you know, I love my child to death, you know, period, and, you know, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and so forth, I'm just like, wow, yeah. I, that's, yeah, I, I could see that happening, I don't know, I'll answer this question soon enough, for the viewers, they're probably just gonna have to fast forward and find out, but, you know, in a few months or whatever, I'll, I'll be able to answer that a little bit better. True. That's something that, that I hear, too, like, from,
0: that's, like, common from a commonality within, like parents or like recently, like new parents, like always saying like that type of thing that they, that's like the best thing that ever happened to them. You know, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Work. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. It's uh, I have an issue with that actually. I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it's that much work. I mean, I I haven't gone through it in any way, shape, or form, but it's... I don't. I don't know, I don't think I don't think it's and I don't mean like it's not a lot of work in the sense of oh I'm gonna love to do it, so you know, if you love to do something it doesn't really feel like work. I don't mean it in that sense. I just mean like in practical terms, like I don't think it's a lot of work like I don't see it being a lot of work. That is I don't because, know Because my
1: friend, you do you have there's no way for you to understand it's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, I know that. It's uh, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It definitely seems like it's gonna be a lot of work because like I said you are going to have to... The Right now, the grasp that I have about parenthood is that it magnetizes who you are. If you're an emotionless asshole, it's just going to make you that much more... It's just going to have you have la- that much less emotion and that much bigger an asshole. And if you're, you know, a family man and, you know, you... You, you uh... You're selfless and you care about people or whatever. It magnetizes that too. So you know, I'm speaking from a, uh, you know from a standpoint of like you know I do value family. Yeah. So obviously, the decisions that I make are are having you know Emma in mind. You know where like my day is going to evolve around this child. You know, okay. so it does take a lot of work if you want to keep that child a priority. True. That's the only way I can think of. It. So, let me see. Let me use an example. Like, right now, you're into these podcasts, right? Yeah. It's a lot of work, right? You have to freaking sit down and talk to people. And then, after you're done talking to them, you have to um, go on the computer and start editing, you know. Well, you these get... are all unedited. All right. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> right. Tony has another unedited no, that's like... podcast. <laughs> that's the
0: the the main, like staple of the podcast. Like guys, gotcha. these are all unedited. But at, but, but you time, were telling me like you have to worry about sound quality. Yeah yeah shit like that. But like, like by the time people hear this one, which is being pre recorded on what's today's date? Today is the twenty today's October second. Twenty second twenty fourteen. So by the time people hear this, they will have heard at least like at least three, maybe four uh, podcasts that were partially edited because those are the audiobooks, books, um, which you know for obvious reasons are are edited at least like the the reading part of the actual audiobook. book. Um, because those I you know try my best. Sorry if they're not that great, but to make them sound as like professional as possible, they have like some sound effects mixed in and shit like that. Don't feel so sorry. Aside from that. The, you know, the regular podcasts are just completely unedited because I like that. My favorite thing about podcasts are like that raw, unedited quality of them. But yeah, you do have to worry about shit like sound quality and stuff like that and actually uploading it and,
1: you know. And because you like podcasts, you listen to them, right? Mm -hmm. You pick up things from, from other podcasters. Yeah, of course. Uh you know you worry about the sound quality i'm sure you got to start pressing buttons or whatever the fuck you do mm-hmm. to make it sound better and then you have to sit down with people you have to you know sort of figure out a way to to formulate these podcasts into making them into something that somebody would want to listen to right no yeah. is that work for you like no You enjoy it, right? I I enjoy it a lot. That's the same shit. Like, imagine something that, like, you know, like Dave Chappelle says, like, you came from my balls. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, you know, like, imagine something that's part of you. You know, like, it's, obviously it's work. I mean, all right. We used to live in a house, right? Now there's two. So, obviously, you gotta, you know, you gotta plow two sidewalks, right? Yeah. However, you have double the space. You know what I mean? And you have extra parking, It, but anyway, it's like it's, whole, it's worth it work. It's worth it work. So I it mean, come on. Work. So when I hear people just freaking sit down and be like, oh, wait, it's a lot of work. Oh, wait, you can't sleep. Yeah, I fucking get it. Like, I know, you know, I, I'm i not going to be able to, you know, live a single guy lifestyle and wake up at two o'clock in the afternoon and wonder, oh, am I going to go to the gym today or am I going to order Chinese? Yeah. I get that's gone, but I'm also going to have a kid, you know, like, Don't just stop there. Don't just say, like, oh, you know, you're not going to sleep as much as you used to. Or, oh, you know, it's going to be really hard. All right. You know, put it into perspective. Plus, you also
0: get the added benefit of the things that you will be able to do that you weren't able to do without a kid.
1: That stuff stuff actually looks looks kind of boring, actually. I've seen fathers. (laughs) (laughs) Kids aren't that much fun. I mean, you got to entertain them all the time. But I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, no, they're cool. But I'm just saying, like... You know, it's I I don't see it as like a lot of I I see it that yeah there's gonna be different kind of work going on and you know obviously I'm gonna have more stuff on my plate but it doesn't sound as horrible as people make it yeah. sound I don't think so I don't I don't I don't get that like it doesn't come across to me as I don't think so either. yeah I don't it doesn't come across to me as that you know unless you know that you know maybe unless there's she's... people out there who don't want kids you know what I mean and yeah. I could see how it might be annoying to have to like you know wake up at night and feed something and <laughs> you know, <laughs> teach it how to read and walk and fend for itself. <laughs> you know, like, ah, this is really annoying. I'd rather be at the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I you know, those people exist. True. You know yeah. what I mean? And and it's okay to feel like that, you know, if that's your thing. Teach his own. Yeah, exactly. As long as he's not born to
0: like like the exorcist kid or something like that. I'm, I'm actually worried
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I mean <laughs> You know, every time we go to a doctor's appointment, there's something else wrong with Janet, and the kid is intact. Like, <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> wrong with her. Like, she is, like, perfectly fine, you know. Uh, for the first five months, you know, Janet was bleeding, and she could have lost the kid. She was at, like, a 40% chance of surviving. And the kid's always been fine, you know, it's always been Janet's body, you know what I mean, so, you know, who knows, might be birthing the Antichrist, you know, actually Janet might get mad if
0: I say that, Nah. what what, what would you do if it's like a kid that you have to send to like, those, um, those scared straight shows and stuff
1: like that, (laughs) Omori, like they're just so fucking bad and fucked up, what would I do if she's like, if she ends up being a fuck up, that'll suck. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think I think eventually you sort of have to just, you know, throw in the towel. <laughs> you know what I mean? At some like, point, yeah. As long as long as you, you you
0: provide like a good foundation. Right. Which like our our family obviously I'm biased, but I feel like our family is and is able Everybody to provide, thinks their family's awesome. Yeah. But I don't mean awesome. I just mean like a good, like, solid like we support yeah. you emotionally and, you know, in every other way. Um type of family and you know certain things are out of your out of your control obviously but as long as like those things are in place which i feel that they are
1: she should be fine in my opinion yeah 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 i'm not i'm not too worried about that i mean that would kind of suck right if you <laughs> she hasn't even come out yet i'm already worried about like going to mori with her mm-hmm. but uh yeah 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 i mean you know If she ends up being a fuck-up, uh... That's fucked up, Emma. Yeah, that is really (laughs) messed up, Emma. I mean, come on. I mean, your mother and I tried so hard, and look at what you've done. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's not... That's not something I'm thinking about. But if you're a good kid, you know, keep it up, keep going. Exactly. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm... You excited? I am definitely excited. Yeah, I mean this is.
0: More excited than nervous, or like about the same, or more. Nervous I'm not. Than excited? I'm not nervous.
1: Really. Mm. I'll be nervous. I year. was. I mean, I I went through my nervous patches, you know. Yeah. But overall, I'm not nervous. I can't say that I am. That's cool. That's probably like that
0: father instinct, like already kick in.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, someone told me. I mean, you have no time to be nervous, like. Like, all the all the bullshit that I used to think about when I was single and with no responsibilities, you know, of why not to get into a serious relationship, of why not to have kids yet. Mean shit now, you know what I mean? Like, I have no time to worry about that. There's a kid coming, and I have to get my ass, my act together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I have to, you if know... There's no negotiation, like, whether you like it or not, uh, you gotta... No, I... You know, I I can't sit in my room and pout about my thoughts anymore. You know, like, I there's things that are set in motion that are coming my way. It's a rise to the occasion type of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a little dramatic, but yeah, I mean... what no, j- it is, it really is. Like, you have to
0: rise to the occasion. You have to, like, man up and take care of what you have to take care of. Like, you don't have a choice, basically. You feel that way. You always have a Which choice. Which is... You always have a yeah, choice. Yeah, but not in this type of situation like you for me it's like not based a on, choice exactly yeah. based on the type of person that you are the upbringing that you have and how you feel towards wanting to bring up your child in like a similar or better way which is what i feel we should strive for and you right. know offspring and stuff like that it's not really a choice because that's like the goal you know what i mean like you sh- you push for that goal yeah so
1: yeah that
0: makes sense What
1: makes sense? That, like feeling that way. Like you feeling that way makes sense to me. Yeah, like not being nervous? Yeah. Can't be. I mean, listen, we grew up pretty poor in a basement, right? You know, for a long time and, you know, mom and dad used to be on medical assistance. They didn't speak good English. You know, we had to figure out how to, you know... They still don't speak good English. They do. They fucking act like they don't, but they understand everything. No, they absolutely but, understand everything. But not, not to like make it sound like oh, you know, we had a horrible life or whatever. But not at all. You know, we didn't. It was great. Yeah. You know, even even with you know not having, we had all the
0: essentials. Like we never needed anything like that, but just not all the shit we wanted. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> which is like basically like every other kid, I, I assume. Well. Yeah. Every other kid I knew, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, like for example, I never had cable. You know, I yeah. I didn't. I started watching MTV when I was like twenty. When I when <laughs> I put cable in the house. True. But I've never experienced like being at home without food on the table or exactly. electricity missing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Chris Rock says always. Like in one of his specials, he goes, "Well, nobody ever thanks dad for the electricity. Thanks, dad, we got electricity." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you know, at the end of the day. You know, like, we, we... All the essentials, we always had it. You know what I mean? We always had mm-hmm. clothes on our back. You know, we went to school. And, you know, there was electricity in the house. We never... Like, I, I never grew up feeling like, oh, my God. You know, like, when's my next meal coming? Or... Yeah, we you never know, had those worries. Yeah, right. Or, where are we going to live now? And, you know, I'm, I'm scared, you know. Mom and dad might break up. Like, there's no way in hell, like, any of that would have happened. True. Which is, yeah... Which is nice. That's definitely nice. Yeah. It's definitely and it's something weird. that you take for granted. I, I I feel like I took that for granted. Yeah, because, I mean, when you're a
0: kid... Yeah, you definitely. always bitch and complain. Because to you, you know, not having the latest fucking Genesis video game or something like that it's is important. like... Yeah. It's that's, important. that's your world, and the whole world's going to
1: crash because you don't have fucking Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or whatever the fuck. Right. And then you get older, and you're hanging all, around friends who are, like, complaining about you know, growing up and you know, their parents' divorces and, you know, going without, you know, some essentials and then you're like, wow, I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize how good you really yeah, are Yeah, yeah. You're like, wow I know. like, alright, that puts things into perspective. Like there's always people
0: not better there's always people better than you and worse than you. Or or better off and worse off yeah. than you. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always a matter of perspective, I think. It is, it is, and I I feel like I lucked out, man. You know, I'm having this kid, and you know, the other thing is like, you know, me and Janet, we weren't. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. I mean, we've known each other for like seven years. Well, we've known of each other for like seven years. Uh, but we started like you know seeing each other like two years ago. And um. You know, she's... I, I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. You know, and, um...
0: And I'm sure you've had your ups and downs with like any relationship, but... To now, more ups than downs.
1: And gotten you to... The point where you're at now. Or more downs than ups. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no. Definitely. No. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know... That... The other thing, which I don't want to take for granted, is like, you know... She's a big part of why I'm not nervous. You know what I mean? Like... Like I kind of know the person that she is and I feel comfortable with her, you know, I, uh, you know, I just feel comfortable with her. And even when we were dating and she, she did become pregnant when I told her, yo, this isn't the end of the world is because that's how I felt like, all right, that's what, you know, like, you know, you had a partner that you could work it out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Like that's never, I, I was never like, oh my God, I hope this chick does not become pregnant. I was more of a like, all right, I hope she doesn't become pregnant, but if she does, you know, that's cool. Like, you know, we'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's how she always made me feel. So, you know, so that's a big help of like me not being nervous because I mean, you know, we've all heard the horror stories and, you know, these girls weren't really down for the cause and, you know, guys end up being stressed out, and who knows, maybe in the third podcast I'll be, you know, bitching and <laughs> yeah. complaining about Janet, but... Well, fighting but, for custody of the yeah, child. Right, right, <laughs> fighting for custody of the child, and, you know, restraining orders against us, but, you know, for the most part, like, you know, we've been together for two years, and, like, you know, we've never, like, we've never had, like, a moment where we've, like, literally, like, tried to kill each other, or we didn't want to, like, talk to each other again, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's always been, like, you know, I don't know. Now looking back, like, it's basically me being immature for a long time. So that helps with me not being nervous. True. That's, that's like an, in like an invaluable
0: thing. Like to, like have that, like trust in your partner, I think. In that type of situation. Like, you need that. Like it's a necessary thing. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Like I know that Janet will be there for Emma no matter what. You know? Exactly. And that that's nice. Like, I know that she'll put her and, you know, she thinks of me. And that's really important. And that's something that, you know, you can easily take for granted as a human being, you know? Yeah. And it's a lot... And it gives you... Like, knowing that gives you, like, a lot
0: less shit to worry about.
1: Right, right. Because I've been in bad relationships and, like... Yeah. You know. I always... I always... Uh, I don't know, when I hear guys talking about their girlfriends and how happy they are on podcasts or on the radio, I always think it's funny, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with Janet, you know? Like, it, you know, that's not something that I'm worried about. That's good. The, the, the only thing I could compare, like, for example, like, uh, when I do worry about Emma is, like, basically worrying about the unknown, sort of like starting a new job and, you don't know, who your co-workers are yeah. going to be and... But at the end of the day, you're getting a new job, you're gonna make more money, and you know, it's a nicer place that you're gonna work for, whatever, you know? But yeah. it's just the un- the unknown of, like, what to expect. Which is something I always used to, like, worry about, um, and realize now, like,
0: it's like such a bullshit. Like, any- anybody that does worry about that type of thing, like, that type of, like, change, let's say, specifically, like, jobs and, um, that type of thing, like, it's really not, don't worry about it, basically. Because, like, I'm somebody that doesn't, like, isn't, like, that open to change and doesn't like change too much. But, like, I realize, like, after, like, moving to different jobs and stuff like that, like, it honestly, it it's gotten better and better. And if it did get worse, then the next one, you know, if it got worse and you left that one and go to another one, most likely it would be, like, gods are that much better. You know what I mean? So it's definitely not something to, like, stress out about. I agree. Or anything like that. I've just had, like, as I've changed, like, jobs to jobs, I've had, like, you know, ups and downs and stuff like that along the line.
1: But ultimately, like, it's been, like, positive experiences. I I totally agree. I mean, you know, change is good. Yeah. I mean, if you don't change, you'd literally be on your back waiting for your mother to feed you and somebody to change your pampers. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. you... Change is good, you know. You get up and you start walking, and you're gonna fall, and you know, cry and fall, and then get back up again, and then before you know, you're jumping and running, and you're falling, and you know, getting a cast on you, and that's life, you know.
0: You you learn shit, and yeah, you meet meet different people, and weed out the bullshit people, surround yourself with more positive people, and stuff like that. Totally, you know. Totally, you know what I want. Life is awesome. You know what I wanted to tell you. The um, life is awesome, and. You're about to
1: create a life. I am. Yes. I'm about to take something. <laughs> You're the creator. I'm about to take something from Janet's ovaries and my balls. <laughs> and soon it's going to be walking and talking and complaining about like why I didn't get it the new sneakers that came out. <laughs> you know, how they want the latest record on iTunes. You know what I wanted to tell you too? The um,
0: completely unrelated, but like I, I read more into the book that you told me about initially um The Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde by Juno Diaz I like that one and it's really good I'm like almost halfway through I think but I've read remember I told you like the Oscar part was my favorite part I like finished reading the the part of the mother uh belly yeah and that shit is awesome right her story is great it got like a lot better I thought
1: yeah it's pretty cool her story is great I I, I like her her um her story because, you know, I think she was like misunderstood in DR and, you know, she wanted to get ahead in life and, you know, she was a young girl, know-it-all, right? I shouldn't be talking about this book, right, over the podcast? You could. All right. Well. So, you know, you know, know a young or girl, know-it-all or, or whatever and got herself into trouble and, um, you know, her success led her into a horrible marriage in New Jersey You know, where she gave birth to, like, Oscar Wilde and a husband who didn't really care about her. Actually, haven't gotten that far yet, but... Whoops. (laughs) But anyways... (laughs) Spoiler alert. Right. Spoiler alert. But anyways, you know, it's like, uh... It's freaking life. Like, at the end of the day, you know, I've fallen into both parts of life where, like, I sit at home paralyzed. Thinking about all the things that, you know, can go wrong... And I sit at home just thinking about bad things that can happen. And I've also fallen into the side of like, hey, you know what? It's just life. Let me go out there and live it. And I think that's like the best way to do it. I mean, you know, even now, like, for example, like, you know, with like this child who wasn't planned coming into the world and, you know, me being in a relationship with Janet and, You know, our situation, probably from the outside looking in, looks all sorts of fucked up. You know, I know that because, you know, traditionally, it's not traditional. You know, we're not. Depending on who's looking in. To some people, it looks like amazing, like, oh, they did it right. And to some people, it looks fucked up. You're always always like, it's a matter of perspective, like I said before. Right. Right. I mean, you know, I have a little bit of insight in our relationship, and I was like, oh, we get along, and, you know, we like each other, and we want each other around. So, you know, there's a kid coming, and, you know you know there's life coming out of this that's cool but however you know you know we didn't get married first and we didn't court each other for years and you know whatever uh but it's just life you know what i mean you just got to live through life and and try to enjoy yourself and try to find the niche for yourself where where you're where you're with what makes you happy you know because it's really easy to sit at home and just you know totally be like you know what that's not worth the effort and if i try this i'm gonna get hurt and i might fail if i do that and you know why would i invest my energy in something when i might ultimately fail you know like you can literally do that and talk yourself out Out of of everything not changing yeah out of everything or you could just live and you know figure it out as you go you know and try not to compromise yourself and you know you know, don't kill anybody or, you know, <laughs> yeah. don't kill anybody. Don't go to the, the wall. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't ruin somebody else's life while you're doing it. But, you know, I mean, I remember when I was like, mm, all right, I'll tell you this much. When I was 18 and I graduated from, from high school, I was like, well, I have to get like a job, you know, a, a good job. And I'm going to go to college and I want to be a lawyer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, um. You know, that was, like, my big thing. Like, I was just like, I want to be responsible because I want to get ahead ahead in life and I want, you know, I want to one day make a lot of money and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the hell, you know, fucking kids always think about. Because that's what you felt you were supposed to do. That's what I felt I was supposed to do. I mean, listen, you're 18 years old. You don't have any experience. You sort of, like, think... You know what it is that you want for yourself. You know what I mean? You see people and you're like, oh, look, look at that guy's life. You know, that looks pretty cool. I want to do that.
0: Exactly.
1: And then by the time I was 20 years old, I remember I would quit my job. I, I quit my job one time. I think it was like in November. Right. Because. All right. Let me. There was there was a couple of coworkers that I didn't like and they made my life miserable when I was at work. Right. And every time I would go to work, I would be like super depressed, like going into work. The only thing that made me happy was I remember I used to go to Starbucks and there was this girl that was like really nice to me and I liked, and she always used to give me free coffee and I used to go down there and I used to get in line and get my coffee. And I used to like, you know, fix up my free coffee and go upstairs and go to work. And that was the highlight of my day because these girls were so horrible. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to spend the winter in the Dominican Republic. You know what I mean? Like I used to like, yeah. just, you know, like I took that bad situation and I made it into like, all right, I'm going to spend the winter in the Dominican Republic. And I learned how to drive a truck and I was loading it up with sand and I was doing deliveries around this freaking country and town that I didn't know, you know, and I, and I had an experience that was great, you know, and it all, it all stemmed from these girls who made my life a living hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I and I, if I still would see them in the street, I probably still hate them. But, you know, like I made it into a good experience. I could I could have literally sat there for another two years and been miserable. True. With these girls, Which a lot of people do. Right, and I just ended up leaving, and I ended up having something that I'm thirty five years old, and I still talk about that experience that I had. You know, and and you know, I met some nice people in DR. You know, and I got to know them for almost two months. You know. And, you know, I I, and I did that one year and then I did it another year, too. You know, like that's living, you know, and and here I am, I'm still here and, you know, Janet's still pregnant and I'm having a kid. (laughs) So it's just life, you know, you you, bad things happen. You got to go through it, but you got to go through it. Absolutely. You can literally talk yourself out of anything if you want to go down that route. Or you could just go through it and hope everything comes out alright and talk either way we're all gonna it. fucking die.
0: And you can talk yourself into anything also. That's true too. That's true too. My thing is is taking from both sides of that, like a balance. Which is something that, that like similar to like what Dad always says. Which is like you can do everything everything you wanna do within like the rules. Which doesn't doesn't translate exactly. But um he says que todo se puede hacer con la regla. O dentro de la or something like that. That's true. And it's a, pretty
1: much like a more balanced approach to that. And That's pretty... That, 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 I like that saying too. However, you don't want to freaking like, you know, sit there like that guy. You, you know what a balance is. You know what I mean? You're, you, you slap your finger to the left or twice and then you slap it back to the right a little bit until you get the balance right on the scale. You know, you don't want to sit there all your life trying to get a balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, life throws things at you. All right, cool. So, we're going a bit long
0: on this one. So, to wrap things up, I was thinking, do you have, like, any final thoughts about being a father? Or any advice to
1: your unborn child, Emma? Sure. Um, let me see. So, Emma, you're definitely... We're not planned... But you're not a mistake. <laughs> you're a pleasant right? surprise. An epiphany. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you were definitely not planned. But, like, I love you already. You know, like, you're not, you're not born. I haven't met you. You haven't smiled at me or cried at me or, you know, pooped. But I, I love you. And yeah, I pretty much love you. And I love your mother, and I'm trying to have a life with you guys, and um, I hope it turns out to be fun. And this podcast is probably going to air in a couple of weeks, but I'm right now. I feel like I'm talking to Emma in the future, and you know, I hope uh, I turned out to be something positive in your life. And ultimately, right now, that's all that pretty much matters. <laughs> And, uh, I, I don't know when we do this podcast, we'll find out if I still feel the same (laughs) (laughs) way. Fast forward to uh, a month from now. This is horrible. (laughs) Oh my God. She does not stop crying. Nobody have kids. And she's so ugly. Stop reading. Stop reading. Please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much it, guys. that's the episode folks i hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as i enjoyed being a part of it and uh if you guys actually have any any uh parenting or parenthood uh, related stories that you want to share uh feel free to drop me a line uh let me know if you want me to uh read your story on the podcast and or if you guys have any advice any of you skilled long term parents have any uh parental advice or any how to be the baby's favorite uncle advice that would be cool too so remember stay tuned for episode number two uh of uh, this two part podcast uh, which is technically episode number eight of the Spun Today podcast, which is going to be the interview uh with David of uh, the post Emma interview uh, In that interview Emma uh, was already born And uh, you know probably like uh, a couple weeks after she was born Maybe a month uh, if I remember correctly Actually no what am I saying she's not even a month old now uh, I think she's about to be a month old Or something like that so uh, yeah, stay tuned for that episode which is going to be the next episode after this one uh, Which is going to air in about two weeks also, another podcast which I've been hooked on lately, uh, which I think I mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, but if I if I did, it's worth mentioning again. And if I didn't, uh, it's definitely uh, worth mentioning and for you guys to to check it out. It's called Serial. Uh, S e r i a l. Uh, you could actually go to the website serial, serialpodcast.org. dot um, org. Sarah Koenig does an amazing job of just captivating the fuck out of you. And I know I'm not alone in this because there was, like, a a story about it in the New York Times. And, you know, it's a super popular podcast. Um, It, like, blew the hell up. Um, I heard episode number one. uh, This is the first season of it. Uh, There's been only nine episodes. Uh, Episode number one uh, aired on This American Life. And from there on... um, as planned, it pretty much, uh, like, spun off into its own thing. And what it is, is, uh, she's, uh, Sarah Koenig is a journalist that is covering a story, one story, week by week, um, and currently it's in week nine. The story is a murder that took place in Maryland in 1999, uh, it was the murder of Haman Lee, um, which was a high school student somewhere in Maryland. I forget the name of the, of the school or the town. And pretty much her ex-boyfriend, uh, Adnan Syed, has been locked up since then uh, for about 15 years. 15 years, I think, something like that. Um, and he's in jail for life. Uh, that was his sentence. And she delves into the story and goes through it because there's, like, a lot of controversy of, you know, he didn't do it, he did do it. Um, And she takes you through all these ups and downs by reviewing the case, going through all the case notes, uh, the court paperwork, um, attorney's notes, uh, interviews of the jury, or certain members of the jury, interviews of of the friends and relatives of both... uh, uh actually not not uh Haley's relatives but the relatives of uh, Adnan Sayed um he calls in uh you know i think uh, like weekly um and she questions him and you know uh she she's spoken to like teachers and pretty much everybody and and anybody that's had anything to do like with the case and it's pretty sick um you go through you go through like periods of yeah, this guy definitely did it, and then periods of like what the fuck. There's literally three people that were never, that were never questioned or, or, or that officially gave a testimony like in the courtroom that may have reached out to the police or something like that and said you know this kid was with me and at this and at such and such time, uh, which completely contradicts the the state's timeline for uh, when the murder was actually committed and stuff like that. So it's kind of like how the fuck could this dude be in jail if this is going on and vice versa, you know, then, you know, there's certain situations that are like, Oh yeah, that's why. Okay. Yeah. He definitely did it. Um, and I know we all have like, uh, like, I guess this like peripheral idea of, you know, there are innocent people in jail. There are people that aren't innocent that are not in jail etc. but going so deep into a story the, the way she's doing and just just going through like the nuances of the case and stuff like that you really get a unique and objective understanding of just that entire legal system as a whole and all the nooks and crannies that make it up. So you guys should definitely check that out. Um again, the name of the podcast is Serial. S-E-R-I-A-L, or check out their website, SerialPodcast.org. Uh, you can listen to all the episodes there. And uh, there's also, like, photographs and uh, copies of you know, phone transcripts and that were used in the, in the actual case and stuff like that. So check that out. And uh, remember to sign up to the newsletter, uh, SpawnToday.com. Uh, Under the uh, contact page at the bottom, you'll see uh, an option to subscribe. Uh, That'll just be for um, periodic emails, uh, letting you know whenever new content is posted on the website, uh, whenever these uh, new podcast episodes come out. And uh, to keep you in the loop, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spun Today. And remember, stay tuned uh, for the next episode, which is going to be... uh, the follow-up episode to this, where we hear David's take uh, after having a kid. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.